you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. Guys, today is such an amazing day. I've been trying to get this man, this gentleman on here for a couple weeks now, and everybody is going to be blown away from this episode. Very, very excited to have Sherrod on here today. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. How are you doing? Super, super excited to be here. Yeah, man. Thank you for joining. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm doing great. So today, just to give like a little quick rundown of the, the type of guy that you are, you live out here in Carlsbad. Right. Well, let's back up a little bit. You're, in, you're originally from India and right. then you moved out to New York, New York. To get more education, correct? Right. Then you became a CPA. Right. Uh, you Unfortunately. Out- yeah. <laughs> well, you know, everything happens for a reason. I'm sure that definitely helps with your ability to... To, hey, sure. If you if you want to put a positive spin on it, that's okay. <laughs> Go ahead. You know. So then, yeah. So I moved there from India after I turned eighteen. So I went to school in New York, got my degree in accounting. God knows why. And moved to Chicago. I got a job there. So I was working for a pharmaceutical company. Then I started working for an accounting firm, Ernst Young. Worked there for about four years. I, I loved being in that environment, you know, and like-minded, motivated people, but I didn't really enjoy the work. I didn't really care for the work. And then at that time, around 2009, 2010, the real estate market was collapsing. I mean, the economy was in shatter. So I started looking into where I could invest my money and just real estate made sense. It was just like... You, I mean, the numbers were just way, way too good back in 2010 when I started investing. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to lose money on this. So, yeah. you know, I just uh, bought a couple of properties, left my job, started doing that full time. And since, been, since then, I've been doing real estate full time. Yeah. So, yeah. And then so, I moved out to, sorry, I moved out to Carlsbad about three years ago. Okay. Yeah. And since 2010, you've, you've done over 500 deals. Right. I'm sure it's probably yeah. a lot more now. Um, right. So 500 plus deals. You have what 75 plus uh, buying holds. Right. Okay. And 90 percent. This is where it blows my mind. 90 percent of your portfolio is all free and clear. Right. Actually, 95 percent. But yeah, it's free and clear, paid for. Uh, I love it. I love yeah. it. That is so awesome. So. So obviously you, you started in um, the Indiana area and you, you built the systems kind of around that in person while you're there. And then right. a few years later, you moved out to Carlsbad to right. do long distance investing. Right. I think the best thing that happened to my business, honestly, was the fact that I moved away. You know, I felt like I was, my business was only going to grow as fast as I was going to move. So the fact that I moved away has really given me, you know, um, a 10,000 feet view of my business. Then I don't, I don't have a choice to be involved in every single detail of a house. For example, if my plumber calls me and said, Hey, you know, this 
I don't know, whatever pipe is leaking. Before, when I was in Indiana, I would drive over to the house, see what's going on. Now I'm like, okay, if it's leaking, just fix it, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, and then, I mean, we document everything, you know, if there's something that needs to be done, our plumbers or every single contractor, they take pictures, make videos of everything that needs to be done. So it's always documented. We can go back and see what needed to be done. And if uh, it was reasonable, what was done and the cost that we paid, if that was reasonable for the work that was done. So, I mean, to be honest, like majority of the flips that I do now, I don't, I mean, I don't even step foot in those houses anymore. Okay. Right. So your biggest blessing was actually moving out of that area that you're investing into. 100%. California. So what was the reason for your move? Uh, my wife, she got a job out in Carlsbad. And plus we have family out in Southern California. So. Okay. And you know, weather doesn't suck. Yeah, it doesn't suck. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So tell, tell us more about your business and, and just, I mean, how did it all start? Uh, you mean like back in 2010? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, back in 2010, you know, I was working a full-time job, uh, and I bought my first property in August, 2010. It was a two unit, okay. uh, it's listed on the market for 65,000. I offered 20,000 and got it, you know, bought it for 20 to five, rented the two units for, I, I spent about another maybe 10 to 12,000 on it. So maybe I was all in for about 15 and rented both units for $1,300. Unbelievable numbers. Unbelievable. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap, there's no, and it wasn't even in a war zone. Uh, like there's no way I'm going to go wrong with these numbers. You know, okay. the worst that happens is, you know, the amount of money that I'm investing, I'm doing something ridiculously wrong here where I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. And I buy these houses. Nobody wants to rent from me, you know, and I've overpaid ridiculously. So after you do first couple of deals, you know, you rent out your first unit, you get this sense of confidence. Like, okay, you know, I'm on yeah. the right track. You know, I got, it's not just, I'm not the only one who sees this as a good opportunity, you know, just the fact that I have people who want to rent this property, that's very reassuring. That gives you confidence. And then you just kind of snowball from there. So I, I started out buying rental properties. Like the first two, three years, all I did was bought rental properties. Then, um, and back in that time, you know, I started working with uh, an Australian company. What they were doing was they were buying properties all over US. So I helped them with uh, a 40 condo deal in Phoenix. Then we started talking and they wanted to invest in Indiana market because the numbers made sense, you know, a lot more attractive numbers than what they were able to buy in other markets. So I started working with them, sold them a bunch of properties and then whatever money I was making, I just kept reinvesting into more rental for myself. So that's how I was able to pay them off because I just kept reinvesting all the money that I was making from my real estate business back into more properties. I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I'm glad you brought up confidence because I feel like confidence is one of the main factors that you need for like anything in life. You have oh, yeah. tons, if you have tons of confidence, like everybody else will kind of go along and like, it'll just make sense. It will, it will work out. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, that's, it makes a huge difference. I mean, when you go in to, you know, a business or anything in life, you know, and you're, you're decisive about what you want to do and you, you feel confident, like that's half the battle. That's honestly half the battle. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, is it okay if I drink my green tea 
while we're talking. Bring it on, man. Go for it. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So jumping into to that first deal that obviously got you pretty excited about, um, you know, real estate in general and yeah. that you couldn't lose in real estate with the type of strategy and that particular first deal. Right. Um, so where did, where did you take it from then? Uh, I already had a three unit under contract before I closed on the first one. Right. Okay. That's yeah. Cool. I figured if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go all in. I've, I'm not going to do this half heartedly. So you're just like an action taker. You just jump into it. Once you yeah. saw the opportunity, you recognize What's the word? I am. I'm action driven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're action driven. I love it. <laughs> Only five bucks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, seriously. Affiliate. I mean, you know, if, if I'm going to go in, I'm going to go all in, you know, what's the point of doing half heartedly? Then if it doesn't work out, then I'm going to be like, Oh, you know, then I'm going to always have this excuse in the back of my mind. Oh, I should have pushed harder. But if it's a good decision, then I want to leverage it as much as I can. Of course. Yeah. Right. Now, <laughs> so with your, your first deal was a home run. It was really good along with some of the other ones uh, to follow my first deal. I ended up not having the best systems in place, doing it long distance right from the start here in San Diego, uh, investing right. over in Ohio. And I just had a lot of issues with contractors, went through right. five different contractors. Really? That happens? People yeah. have issues with contractors. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Never happens, right? It's unheard of. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like the number one main uh, issue in real estate. Every like 100%. a whole different breed of the way of thinking. And, and, right. um, and it really takes a strong leader to be right. able to, to set up the systems and actually have that, you know, that personality, that, that win-win relationship. Right. It's hard to find, man. It's hard yeah. to find. It's difficult. So, so mine, it, my first deal, it took me a year and two months to actually, when it should have took two months, right. five different contractors. I should have sued some people, but um, realistically, I took it as a learning curve and just kept it going. Right. Uh, so with, with contractors, you know, like how did, how did, let's just jump into it when it comes down to your systems. Like how, I guess we can jump in, let's jump into contractors first and then we'll jump into your lead generation. Okay. Uh, contractors, look, I've been, I've had my fair share of bad contractors. Okay. I remember the second property that I bought, uh, you know, I bought it in September. So like three weeks after I bought my first property, bought it in September and in the middle of the winter, it was December or January, uh, a tenant called me and said, Hey, the, the pipes are frozen. Uh, and I'm like, okay. So I found this guy that I'd been working a little bit on my first property. I called him. I'd found him on Craigslist. So I called him and uh, I said, Hey, look, can you go check it out? You know, see what's going on. And he said, Oh yeah, you know, this is whatever is going on. It's like, it's going to be $3,000. He just made it sound like it was something super, super crazy that if we did not fix that, all three units were going to come down, you know, just... <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, you know, let's just do it. Um, so same thing. Now I would pay no more than six, 700 bucks. So I, I guess he got greedy in the sense where he, you know, he obviously saw that I didn't know what the hell I was doing. He so he took, advantage, he took advantage of that situation. So, which is okay. You know, you live and you learn. I can't, I can't, I'm not going to beat myself up over that. But so for the last four years now, or almost five years, I've been working with the same group of guys, same contractor same plumber, electrician, HVAC guy. So the way I look at it, the guy who, you know, 
took advantage of the situation. He's the one who lost out on all the business. But in order to find good contractors, you know, I mean, you got to check their ref- references. Um, you know, you got to call. I mean, ideally, if you get a referral from someone, that's the best because then you know they've worked on a job, you know, especially getting a referral from someone that you trust. If you get a referral from them, that makes life a lot easier and you can trust them. Uh, but still check their references, make sure they're licensed, make sure they have their insurance, make sure they have their bond and all that good stuff. And then after that, start them out with a small job, you know, give them a small job, see how they're doing, you know, um, then just give them a little bit bigger job, you know, never, never pay them upfront for everything, you know, just always, I mean, nobody's going to care about your business as much as you do. Nobody, you know, whether right. it's contractors, you know, anybody in your business. So you got to make sure that you have good systems in place. We, and as you're doing a project, always try to see what are the things that can be repeated from one project to another. So you don't have to make that decision every single time when you come into a new project. Okay. Right. Now with, uh, you know, with the contractors, do you have them sign paperwork up front or uh, paperwork on the back end to kind of release them from the project? Uh, I should do that, yeah. but I mean, I used to when we first started out, but again, like we, we work, it's the same group of guys that I work with. We don't, we don't bid out for any jobs anymore. It's the same group of guys, you know, they're literally moving from one job to the next. So, okay. I mean, I know that's something I should be doing, but again, you know, it got to the point where it's, you know, it's all done on trust basis. These guys, I give them an address. They go start the job. They don't even ask for money up front. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But but ideally, when, when you're definitely first starting out, have them sign the paperwork up front and have them sign the paperwork at the end of the project. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so I, I'm definitely in the mix of uh, building those relationships for the long run. Uh, so right. Use these contractors for the long run. Um, I, I think some of my issues is like, I'm definitely focusing on just relationship based now. So anybody that's referred to me for the most part, that's what I'm working with, right. um, which has been extremely helpful. Now, a lot of these guys are very busy. So right. if I do get them for a job, then they have another one right afterwards, um, right. as well as they have other things down the road that is actually kind of taken away from their time. Right. So I, I, mean, I, guess I really just need to get out there and find more of them, correct? Yeah, I agree. But if you find a good contractor, look, I would, if I have a good contractor, I would wait for him to finish his other jobs to work on my project. Unless he says, Hey, it's for the next six months. You know, if it's of course. a few weeks, I would 100% wait for him because you, you know, as much as it sucks waiting for three weeks or whatever, you know, amount of time you have to wait for this contractor yep. that your house is sitting there, not doing anything, but once the contractor starts working on it and you know this guy, it's just, it's a completely different experience. You have the peace of mind that the work is going to be done correctly. Somebody professional is working on it. They're going to take care of it. They're not going to mess it up. You don't have to babysit them versus you try to rush up the project and you have this, this new guy who's working on it and you're going to be stressed out if it doesn't work out. Of course. Uh, so, and then the fact that you wait for the person shows that you really you know, trust him, you appreciate the quality of his work. So as you start giving him more and more and more work, he's going to start making your priority client. And next time, maybe, you know, he pushes some jobs here and there and try to prioritize your job. 
I mean, in, in our case, honestly, I'm fortunate enough where, you know, we have enough projects in our pipeline, always that we have next two months of work lined up for these guys. So they never have any reason to go look for another job. That's why we get good pricing because, you know, at the end of the day, these contractors, they're, they're getting paid by the day. They're getting paid by the day. So any day they're not working is the day they're not making money. So if you can eliminate that to the point where, hey, you're not going to have any free days for your contractors, then basically the time they would have spent at home not doing anything, you can get the benefit for it. Because you're telling, hey, look, you don't have to spend any money on marketing. You don't have to go bid on 100 jobs to get one job. You're just on my jobs going from one to the next to the next. But in return, you expect really good pricing, work being done on time, and flexibility in the sense that we might move them from one project to another as and see uh, as and when we see a need for it. Okay. Yeah, right. I love that. That's good. So as far as um, paying out your contractors or just verifying that the work is done, how like what type of system have you set up to to make sure that the, the work is done and uh, properly? So what we do is we have all our contractors on a WhatsApp group. So every contractor, we have a different WhatsApp group. So if they go to a house, uh, let's say we have a, con a WhatsApp group for a plumber, electrician, HVAC guy, handyman, and then our main contractor. So when they're working on a project, they send us pictures. Okay. And if they run into an issue, they send us pictures. They send us videos. They explain us while they're at the house, they'll send us a video, literally, you know, make a one, two minute video, send it to us on WhatsApp. And we can make a decision by looking at a video, like 95% of decisions we can just make just looking at the pictures or videos. So that, that helps that we don't have to drive over to the house, you know, get involved in something that we really should not be getting involved in. Yeah. You know, every now and then we'll have some issues uh, like we're doing a flip now where we're completely redoing the layout of the house, of the kitchen. So, so something like that, my project manager will definitely get involved. You know, she'll see what, what's the best layout, but otherwise for our contractors, all they do is pictures and videos for okay. every single house that they're working. And once we are done, depending on whether it's a rental house or whether it's a fix and flip to a homeowner, uh, if it's a rental, then my property manager will do the final walkthrough, make sure everything is going according to plan and everything was done how it was supposed to be. And if, it, if it's a fix and flip, then my project manager slash, you know, my agent, she will go and do the final walkthrough. Okay. Now, do you have uh, two different types of quality when it comes down to a fix and flip uh, compared to a rental or it really just depends on the, the neighborhood, the area you're investing? Uh, not the quality. Quality of the work is, uh, yeah. like in terms of labor, has to be the same whether it's a $500,000 house or whether it's a $50,000 house. So we cannot differentiate in the quality of the work, but the, the finishes are 100%. Yeah. Finishes are 100% different. Okay. So like for a rental, do you use granite? Probably not. No, no, no. Okay. no. Rental, honestly, I, we don't even make any decision. It's the same paint color, every single house, uh, natural linen uh, color that we use, same flooring, same paint, same kitchen cabinets, same bathroom, same carpet. So we don't even get involved in those decisions. Like it's my contractor doesn't even ask me, Hey, what do you want to do with this house? It's that's, that's not even a the conversation. It's, okay. it's, it's not even a conversation that we have. It's if we bought this house, they all know, especially for a rental, it's super straightforward. We bought this house. They know what the finished product needs to look like. So okay. they, they don't, they don't want to, 
they never ask me, hey, what do you want to do with this? Unless it's a weird situation, like we bought a house that had a fire damage to it. So something like that, those exceptions is where we'll get a little bit more involved. But a typical house, this is what it needs to look like. Now, just do whatever you need to do to get it to that point. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So anything out of the ordinary, you, you guys basically just communicate on the app, WhatsApp? Correct. Okay. And then, um, but besides that, as far as rentals go, it's always the exact same. So that's, that's part of the system that you yep. have in place. It's always the same color, same flooring, same, uh, Every single house. okay. Everything. That is awesome. I love right. it. Yep. Okay. I mean, look, if, if you, let's say you're buying, your, your goal is to buy five rentals, right? Yeah. Now you're going to have your plumber. You're going to have your electrician. You're going to have your HVAC guy. You're going to have your main contractor, right? Yeah. You have four people. Now, if you're buying four, five houses, you're not making five decisions. You're making 20 decisions now because you're yeah. going to have to decide, talk to the plumber for five houses. So five decisions, five for plumber, five for electrician, and then five for your HVAC guy, five for your main contractor. And then now if you start breaking it down, you know, you don't want to keep picking different paint color. You don't want to keep picking yeah. different flooring. You don't want to keep picking different kitchen cabinet. I mean, for you, it might look boring because every house looks the same, but who cares? You know, the people who are renting from you, they, that's the only house that they're going to see. Yeah. You know, they don't brand new remodeled. So exactly. It's like yeah. With the, the finishes that we have booked, uh, that we have picked, they're not like cheap quality. We picked higher quality, nice finishes. You know, we're not, just going in, doing every house white, you know, every house white, just throwing carpet everywhere. No, no, no. We're, we picked some nice flooring, nice paint that we know is going to last for a long time. That's okay. it. Like once we have come across something good, why, why change it? You know, just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. Unless we come across something that's a better value for our money, where we get a cheaper product, nicer looking product for lower price, only then we change our decision. Yeah. But otherwise, like why you know, why fix something when it's not broken? Yeah. Now have, how long did it take you to actually set up the system to, to really start focusing on, on just the one type of uh, material that you're going to use? Uh, I think it took like a year or two, you know, just, just like playing around or I don't know. I mean, to, to be honest, when I first started investing, I felt like I had to be more involved, you yeah. know, because I left my job, and then I didn't have a lot going on at that time. So I figured, okay, in order for me to stay busy, you know, I had to be involved in something, you know, some decisions that I really did not need to be involved in. Okay. So I think once I got over that, the fact that I don't need to be involved in every single decision, it's okay if it runs on its own, that's totally fine. Yeah. I think, that, and then I read the book called E-Myth, E-Myth Revisited. Um, so, you know, that that definitely changed the way I started thinking about my business, you know, looking at in terms of systems, you know, the fact that they talked about McDonald's just was like, wow, you know, I know. so much sense. Like, you know, it's so obvious, but then you, you never think about it and you can just apply the same thing to your real estate business, not just your real estate business, but a lot of anything. things in your life. Yeah. Anything in life. So, yeah. you know, I mean that, that was definitely eye opening. And once we got to the point where started picking the same, paint, flooring. Uh, and then in order for me to, in order for my business to grow, that's something I had to do. I could not be involved in every single decision. I could not be. That's just, that would not have worked out. Of course. Right. So 
did did you just like one day start going through like a, a list of items that you've used in the past and, and that was the type of material that you wanted to use or whatever yeah. The, yeah yeah we yeah we built a list of SKUs okay down to ma- mainly for finishes like we didn't i mean even though i put a list of you know the two by fours and the drywall but you know, we're more concerned. I mean, the, the two by four and the drywall, like those kind of stuff, like insulation, those are pretty standard anyway. You know, you don't yeah. have hundreds and hundreds of options. But with paint, with, with finished materials, you have so many options that it can get overwhelming. Yeah. So on those, we made, we made definitely a very conscious decision. Okay, this is the only paint color we're going to use. And, you know, one of the benefits is, let's say now a tenant moves out. And now you know the paint color that you have used for the house it's not a decision you have to make anymore. You don't have to go back to your notes and say, hey, what paint did I use? Yeah. Chances are you already have some leftover from another job. You can just go do touch up paint. That's it. You know, I remember the very first property that I bought, um, you know, after a couple of years, the tenant moved out and then we were trying to repaint the house and I, I had no idea what paint color did I use. You know, so we chipped, we, we took a small sample of the paint. We went to uh, Home Depot, they were able to match it, but it was not exactly the same. You could tell it was slightly off. So we ended up repainting the entire unit. I'm like, this, this is stupid. You know, like I should, like, I don't even know what paint color I use in my unit. Yeah. So since then, like, no, 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 we're going to start using exact same paint color in every single unit. Yeah. I think part of like building the systems is definitely to dumb it down as much as possible. Right. So you're not thinking about it. Right. So you can make it just like the system, just like for, in and out burgers or like uh, like McDonald's, like whoever is working in that station, they don't need to think. They just right. do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, you have to take the decisions out of your life. I mean, you don't want to have decision fatigue about everything that you're thinking about. It, it doesn't have to be complicated. You know, like real estate investing is not complicated. It's just you yeah. literally buy a house, you fix it up, then you either rent it or you sell it. There's, there's nothing more to it. You know, I mean, People make it that, oh, you have these, you know, reverse mortgage thing. You can do this. You can do that. That's all fancy way of basically yeah. buying a house, fixing it up, either renting it or selling it. That's, that's, that's all there is to real estate investing business. You know, 90%, I should say 90% of, of yeah. buying, fix up, sell or rent. That's it. Yeah. It's just different. There's like a few different ways out right. there to kind of make it a little. Exactly. Um, Everybody. Everybody's going to have their own niche, but you know, whatever your niche is, like you build systems for that niche. You know, what's working for me is not going to work for you. What's working for you is not going to work for me. So, but you find out what's working for you and you build systems around it. You know, you you literally start becoming conscious of, okay, what decision am I making in my business? You know, for example, you're walking through the house with a contractor, just be more mindful of, Hey, what decisions am I making? Do I need to make this decision or do I need to make this decision for every single house all the time? You know, once you start realizing that majority of your decisions are decisions that you do not need to make all the time, it's going to free up your mind to focus on bigger things. Yeah. And that's where, that's where you got to focus your time on. I mean, is your time best spent on picking out the paint color, you know, picking out the kitchen cabinet, or is your time best spent on growing your business? You know, for me, it's best spent on growing your business rather than the paint cut choice. So of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think it's like systems, you've taken it to the whole next level. And I really love that aspect because that's what is needed in business. Um, 
especially like when, when starting out, like there's so many things that can be overwhelming. And like you said, like real estate, it's all very cut dry. Like it, right. it's all the same thing. You buy a house, you, you, you sell it, you, you, you make profit out of it somehow. Right. There's a bunch of different avenues in real estate, but I definitely want to highly like recommend to any newbies out there that are getting started in real estate that you need to focus on like one strategy. Right. Because when I first started out, I wanted to do a bunch of different, like everything right. when I was learning it and reading about it, um, it was all just like, oh, this is awesome. I'll try this trick. Right. This for this guy, I'll try this trick. So um, I, I just really want to encourage people to focus on one thing at a time and- 100%. Yeah. 110%. I, yeah. I mean, I could not, could not agree with you more on that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, uh, before we started this too, I was kind of, I was, I was busting your balls a little bit about, um, you know, your shirt, you know, yeah. this, is, this is something new, but you systemize everything, uh, in life very easily that you typically have the same outfit yeah. and you also eat the same meals for the most part, correct? Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Every so, day. yeah. I, I love that though, because yeah. it's like, you're like, there's so many relationships like uh, man and wife that they get in, in fights over food. Yeah. That's one fight we never have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have all the other fights in the world, yeah. but that's one fight we'd never have. <laughs> yeah. But I just think it is like, it's so crazy because the little things in, right. in life can really overwhelm us and drain us throughout right. the day. So right. when, you, when you just simple, like, just make everything so simple and systemized. Right. It makes life so much easier. And yeah. uh, I, 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 take, I take a lot of uh, encouragement from you for, for systemizing everything. That's awesome. Oh, man. I mean, it just, yeah. It, to me, it, I don't, I don't want to overwhelm my life. There's already so much going on with your life. It's yeah. just, you know, I mean, like I ordered these sweatshirts. I ordered two of these. And I ordered, I'm not kidding, 12 T-shirts exactly the same design from yeah. customing exactly the same design so sometimes i wear this and, and i have another business you know are you simply sometimes i wear that t-shirt but that's it that's that's my wardrobe either yeah. blue for max properties green for my other business that's it like there's no more to it uh, so so you're a walking billboard so that's awesome getting more yeah. leads and more business that way people know what you're about right from the start because you exactly. have it on you it's it's a conversation starter you know when i go they're like hey what's this i'm like hey you know this is what i do yeah, yeah. no i mean it, it it makes life simpler it makes life simpler you know it uh i might come across come across as oh I, i'm you know super simple i'm not you know doing this i'm not enjoying this and that but look i have to do what's working for me you yeah. know i'm more than happy to eat food at the same restaurant i go to the lunch, same place every day. Rubio's, you know, we met for yeah. lunch there. So yeah. yeah, I go there every single day, order the same thing because it's, I don't have to think about it. You know, now I got an office. I have an 18 month old, so it's getting harder to work at home. So I got an office. It's a five minutes from Rubio's. So I just call them. They have my food ready. I come back to my desk, you know, watch something on YouTube, real estate related. And that's it. You know, that's, yeah. that's my lunch. I mean, when we went out to eat, you knew what you ordered right yeah. there, took two seconds, exactly. sat down, and then I'm sitting there for the next couple of minutes, like, huh, yeah. I don't know what to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Getting overwhelmed, right. overwhelming my brain. <laughs> right. So it's kind of funny. I love it. Cool. So um, 
so let's jump into lead generations. Like yeah. how, how do you get your leads first of all? And for the most part, and, um, and how have you built systems around that? Uh, so we get, I mean, we buy properties from foreclosure auction, but last two or three months since is that, you know, is you that in person, sorry, in, in person. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, Anything online. No, nothing online. Okay. I mean, I bought, I bought a couple of properties here and there from auction.com. Yeah. yeah. But, but lately we've been buying properties from our own marketing, which is direct mail. That's, that's all we're doing is direct mail. We're sending okay. out thousands and thousands of letters and postcards every single week. And that's, that's all we do is we've started looking into Facebook marketing. Um, but I don't know enough about it to, you know, do it correctly, but direct mail marketing marketing is something that's actually been working out really well for us. So, okay. you know, I, in, I travel to Indiana once a month for the foreclosure auction and it's in a couple of weeks, but since our marketing has been working out pretty well, I decided not to travel in July because you know, it's, we're, we're getting a lot better deals from our own marketing and we can control the transaction better than you know buying something from a foreclosure auction yeah so that's been working out good and we're just gonna keep doing that um so yeah that's that's our main source for lead generation is direct mail okay yeah Did that's you... actually the only only source we're using right now is direct mail yeah okay very cool and then relations on the success of like i know it might not sound um that crazy that you don't need to go this month for because you only travel to uh, Indiana for two days, once a right. month, correct? Correct. Okay. So, but I feel like that is such an accomplishment to, to get to where you are right now. Cause that's just showing that your systems are really taking it to the next right. level now. Yep. Eventually you're not going to have to go anymore. I, I mean, yeah, that would be, degree. yeah, to a certain degree. I mean, I, I might not have to go for the sale. Yeah. You know, I want to get to the point where I don't even care about the sale. Uh, you know, I mean, there's still some good deals to be had. So, yeah. you know, we're going to, but it might come to a point where I'm not the one who's bidding on these properties. Right. I just have my project manager, Maria, uh, start bidding on these. But definitely, I mean, if we can get properties from our own marketing, that's, there's nothing like it. And then, you know, as far as system, so once the lead comes in, you know, the system that we built is uh, we have hired Backlife. That's uh, the answering service that we use. So every single call is answered live. No matter what time of the day you call, there's somebody to answer that call live. So we use Pack Live, P-A-T Live. Okay. Right. That's highly, highly, highly recommended. I mean, uh, it's that that's been that's made a world of difference. Because uh, when we first started out, what we were doing was we were letting all the calls go to voicemail, yeah. and then we would call them back. But then we started noticing, you know, these people who would call back, then they would not pick up their phone when we yeah. call them back for, for one reason or the other. You know, something happens, you know, some life event comes up. Uh, but now we have every single call is being answered live. So there are two benefits to it. First of all, somebody answers the call live. Yep. So we get some basic information, the address of the house. Uh, you know, sometimes they tell us how much they want for the house. And the, the biggest benefit is it weeds out all the dead leads for us. That's People right. who are not interested, you know, uh, the, the good thing with Pat Live is they're super, super professional. Okay. So you would have people calling in, literally yelling, cursing, 
And then, but you have a layer in between that's going to take all these calls and you don't have to deal with it. Yeah. All you get from them is a nice email with a note. Please take Mr. Smith off the mailing list. This is the address. <laughs> you don't know what, what went behind that comment. The Everything that happens. All the crazy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but, but that's okay. That's, that's their job. That's what yeah. they get paid for. Yep. All, I, all I care about is, okay, take them off the list. I don't even have to waste my time on it. Right? Okay. Now, now we get leads like, for example, we bought a house uh, last week where the guy called Pat Life and said, look, I just want my mortgage paid off. That's all I care about. Yeah. Okay. We went online, we saw his mortgage is $100,000. Okay, it's, it's something we don't even have to think. We know what, what his bottom number is. He's not going to go any lower. He's not, you know, we're not going to pay him any more than that. The yeah. house is worth about two twenty-five, dollars $100,000. It's like, it's just a matter of, okay, we're going to be at your house with a purchase agreement. Yeah. That's it. You know, so versus taking the call, if you miss it, then we call back. You know, in the, in the meantime, the person has called somebody else yeah. and then we've lost the deal. And on that deal, we're going to make $40,000 without doing anything, without doing anything. Yeah. Just send it as is. I've, I've heard of so many people that, you know, especially when you're doing direct mail marketing, um, that there's so many that can bombard it somebody. Right. And when that person is ready, you know, hopefully they have your letter in the mail or in their hand. But um, nine times out of 10, they might just have all of them grouped yep. up together and they're just going to start calling. So whoever right. answers first. Right. So luckily, you know, you setting up, it's called Pat Live, P-A-T. Live. Okay. Yeah. So that's just a, uh, you know, a live person that you can talk to, filter it out and, and make life a lot easier to get a well-qualified, uh, you know, lead towards you. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. 100%. I mean, well-qualified lead. And then you weed out all the unnecessary calls that you don't have to take, you know, okay. because 90% of the calls are going to be people who don't want to sell, you know, sure. they stop. so you don't, you don't even want to waste your time or you want to spend your time and energy on people who are actually interested in buying and selling them. And then we built our own CRM, super simple to use CRM that we're using. It has a built-in script in it. So literally somebody who has no idea how to talk to a seller and just go to our CRM and just really follow the script. That's it. They don't, it's built in with all the questions, everything that you should be asking. It has everything that you need to capture about that house. You it. can enter the address. It has Google map on it. You know, you can literally walk the street up and down on Google map and it pulls all the information from Zillow. So now the way we built our CRM was, I am here. My project manager is out in Indiana. She's the one who's actually making the calls, you know, not me. So the mailers don't go out with my name on them. The mailers go out with her name on them because she's the one who's going to go meet the seller. So we wanted to build a system where somebody who has no real estate background, no technology background can just come in and use it. Yeah. Right, right, right off the shelf, no customization. So that's, that's something again, you know, we wanted to build a very, very, very easy system to use. So that's what we've been doing. We're using our own CRM and, you know, it's been working out pretty, pretty good for us so far. Yeah, I love it. I definitely, yeah. I, I want to talk about uh, Maria and, you know, how you found that gem and everything that she does. Um, right. But a, as far as your, your leads go, um, are basically every, everything on your list, are you, you're just putting this into an Excel sheet and then manually putting in one at a time or how does that work? Oh, like how we're bidding our list. Yeah. 
Uh, no, we buy our list from list source. List source, okay. Right, yeah. So we buy, you know, we have, so right now in Indiana, we're targeting two different counties. So we have four lists going on. We have, uh, we're in Lake and Porter County. So we have Lake County absentee owner, Lake County owner occupant. Okay. Porter County absentee owner, Porter County uh, owner occupant. And then we do a probate list. So we have five lists going on and we use five different numbers. So again, like the way we build our CRM is you can, you're able to buy phone numbers. So every single campaign has a different phone number. So anytime anybody calls, we can easily identify which um, number the call came from. You know, so we have some idea uh, if you need to refer back to our list. So yeah, we have that information coming in. Everything we're buying is from list source right now. We are, at this point, we're not building any specialty list, but that's, that's something we're going to do once, you know, we get to a point where we start, you know, feeling more comfortable. We have a pretty good system going with this one. Then, then we're going to start looking into building some of our, of our okay. own list. As far as your five numbers go for, uh, you know, phone calls, um, are you using uh, call rail or is, no. is Pat live? Is that, that takes care of everything? Uh, no, that's we built it in our CRM. You okay. can you just buy five phone numbers. You just can Google make, numbers. Uh, yeah. There's sort of like Google voice numbers, but, uh, but on the back end, we linked up with Twilio. That's the, that's the system we use on the back end. but somebody who wanted to use our CRM, they can buy numbers on our system. So they're not using multiple systems and then they can make outgoing calls from our system. They can send text messages, receive text messages. So everything is like built in one system. So it's sort of like Google voice, but with, you know, you can have multiple phone numbers. Okay. And the right. name of that again is name of um, the phone system. Just, yeah. Oh, that's, that's just a technology we use. So you, you cannot go and buy the phone number there. Like we have, we have integrated that technology in our system. So somebody uh, want to use that will have, will just can do everything in one place. So they don't have to go into multiple systems. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Make it so much easier. That's right. right. Exactly. And exactly. having the script down for everybody. So it's always like, obviously I'm, I'm sure you guys tweaked it a little bit to, to see what works best, but, right. um, but overall, you know, it's always going to be the same thing. So that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, some, some, uh, you know, it's, it's a very generic, script for somebody who has no idea you know somebody is like hey i don't know what to ask no just go literally it's not that first name last name hey may i have your first name and last name please so it's word for word what you would want to say when you're talking to a seller yeah right and then it goes down in an order of what questions you should be asking them about motivation about price so it's just something you don't even have to think about it you just call them boom 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 start asking them questions and putting it in i love it Right. Great. I think the biggest challenge is once people get, I think the lead generation is not the toughest part in my opinion. I think the, the toughest part is the lead follow-up, like managing that lead is harder than you can, you can generate leads, but I think people don't understand the importance of having a system. You know, it's, it's, it's a tricky situation for some investors because when they're starting out in order to do direct mail, Facebook marketing, SEO, whatever that might be, it, it costs money. Yeah. You know, uh, and then on top of that, you have to pay for a system, but you know, sometimes people would use Excel or notebook. It's, it, it's not sustainable, you know, it's not scalable system. I mean, you, you want a system that if you're getting hundred leads coming in at one time, can you handle those hundred leads? Yeah. You know, like that's, that's how we build our system. If you have hundred leads come in 
every single person calls me while I'm on this podcast with you. Yeah. Do we have a system in place to take care of all those leads? Yes. Every single lead will be taken care of. Wow. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Right. Cool. Let's uh, shift gears a little bit and let's talk about uh, Maria, correct? Your project right. manager? Yeah, project manager slash acquisition manager. I'm trying to get her uh, focused into more and more of acquisition side rather than like the managing the project side. Okay. Let's just, how many people are a part of your team? We have, uh, Maria is the project slash acquisition manager. She's a licensed agent. Then okay. we have two property managers. We have an acquisition manager who lives out in Escondido. Uh, so that's the like admin slash managerial stuff. And then everybody else is contractors. Okay. Right. Yeah. And plus, wow. yeah. So it's so very simple. It's like, you only have a couple main players that right. are doing all the work, I guess, um, to make right. projects go through. Right. And everybody's sort of responsible for their own little thing. For example, Maria is responsible for managing the projects that we're selling to a homeowner. Like yeah. she will not, she's not supposed to get involved in rental projects. That's not her responsibility. If something goes wrong, that's somebody else. That's Claudia who's up in Escondido. That's her responsibility. Okay. So, so basically they, they know what their responsibility is, what, what they are being held accountable for. Yeah. Uh, even though they're sharing the same resources, you know, we have the same contractors. Now it's between them how they share those resources. But Maria is gonna, only going to be accountable for our fix and flip projects, how they go. Claudia yeah. is going to be responsible for our rental projects. You know, so... Yeah. Now to, so people don't get overwhelmed. I see, I see this happen so often when you just have a couple key players, just like yourself. Um, but the, these people are overwhelmed like crazy. So to release the overwhelming, it's all about the systems. Yep. I mean, if, if you have, when you have systems for everything, it, it takes away all that pressure from thinking and, you know, getting worn out. Right. No, I mean, what, what you said a few minutes ago, like you have to have your, the one thing that you're responsible for, right? Yeah. Like for me, I tell my team, my, my one thing in the business is to make sure we have enough jobs coming in to keep everybody busy, to make sure everybody is making money. That's, that's, that's what I'm responsible for. My time is not best spent on, hey, how that project is going. I mean, of course, I want to know, you know, my, my team keeps me, you know, updated at the end of the day on if we had an issue, like we're selling a house, uh, that we got multiple offers, you know, like we got an offer for five or ten thousand dollars, five or ten percent more than what you know we had listed on, which is not people in California. What? That's it? You know, you did a crappy job. Yeah, but but different markets, people. Different market, different market. Oh, different market. And they, they didn't even ask for any closing cost credit. I was like, whoa, no, just, yeah, unheard of. Uh, but. Maria called me this morning, she had the property appraised because, you know, we could get an offer on a $100,000 house for $500,000, but that doesn't mean anything until it actually closes. Appraisal That's right. Closes. So, That's right. Um, yeah. So my, my job is to make sure I'm able to buy enough houses to okay. keep everybody busy. So in order for me to buy enough houses, I'm focused on lead generation. How can we get more leads? Not, not in terms of like, I'm the one sending out direct mail. You know, and I'm the one doing Facebook ads. No, but what are the, so I'm, I'm focused more on the strategy level. You know, what do I need to do? Like, what's the next thing we can do to 
to be able to buy us, uh, to be able to get us more houses. Yeah. Once we get more houses, then depending on if it's a fix and flip, goes to Maria. If it's a rental, goes to Claudia. That's it. And then they're responsible for their own thing. Then honestly, I don't even really get involved. They, they know what they're doing. Then they are really, they're much better at what they're doing than I would ever be. So there's no need for me to ever be involved. I love it. Yeah. Right. Don't let me forget uh, after we get off this uh, to connect you with somebody, if you're interested uh, that does, you know, the Facebook marketing for, Oh, 100%. Please. Yeah. So he, he's crushing it in real estate for his own business uh, on the East Coast. So I'll connect yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'll be, that'll be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how often are you having these meetings? Uh, we do like an official meeting Monday. Uh, okay. Monday morning is uh, when we do our call. Okay. And then like during the day, I ask them to just send me an updated email with, you know, what's going on. Uh, I guess I talked to Claudia and Maria more often, you know, I talk to them like at least once a day, uh, just to kind of see, uh, with Claudia, Hey, how's everything going? Because she's managing a lot of admin stuff. So just to make sure everything is going okay. But now we're we're getting to the point where we're trying to batch everything into like, if she has questions, like rather than just call me whenever a question pops up, no, just batch all the calls for once a day. So this way she has my undivided attention. Yeah. And majority of the days, like what I started doing now is like I have my office on the third floor, right? So if I need to work on something that I know needs my undivided attention, I leave my phone in the car, leave yeah. my phone in the car. Just don't even think about it. I'm just say working it. I let my you know team know. I let my wife know that, hey, I'm not going to be available by phone. So that's it. Like, that's all I'm focused on. Like with a call, with this podcast, I have my phone switched off. Um, and then get to the point where if my team has questions, let's just batch those questions into one call rather than calls, uh, you know, throughout the day. And again, you know, what you and I talked about is like, when you think of like a true, true emergency that I can help with, I, I really can't think of anything in my business. Again, if the house is on fire, that's really not an emergency that I can do anything about. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sitting over here, even if I were in Indiana, in front of the house, it's burning in front of me, right in front of my eyes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What would like, think about it. What do you want me to do? Like, do you want me to like take buckets of water or sand and throw it to the house? Like literally, I mean, that's like the only thing I can do is call 911. That's yep. it. And they can call 911 faster than I can. Like exactly. me, the only true, true emergency that I can think of in my business is if somebody needs money. That's yep. it. If somebody needs money right then and there for some medical situation or they were taking drugs, they, you know, now they need to get out of the situation or whatever that might, you know, for whatever reason they need money right then and there, that's the only emergency that I can think of. If there is, if they got hurt, you know, if there's fire at a house or, you know, our building inspection did not pass, whatever that, that's really not I mean, it sucks if any of those things happen. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be like, you know, jumping up and down if my house is on fire. But, you know, there's nothing I can do about that situation. Yeah. Just my only hope would be, and did anybody get hurt? Did everybody make it out okay? Yes, that's it. Then it's okay. We have insurance on the house. So let's just not get stressed over it. Yeah. I think it's very important to like take this, like everything that you just uh, laid out there, that take yourself out of the situation. Right. like what can you truly do? What kind of emergency? Because so many people put themselves in, want to be hands on. And then 
it ends up overwhelming them and right. it's just more trouble and headache. Right. You don't need to be in it. Um, I, I think it's also to some extent it, it's personality also. Some people like to be more into yeah. details. I'm, I'm not, to be honest, I'm not. You know, I have really yeah. awesome, awesome group of people like Claudia. She's, she is godsend. I cannot yeah. tell you. Like Claudia, Maria, I mean, these are like godsend people. Wow. You know, like with Claudia, I can literally say, hey, this is your business. I mean, she sends me a Google sheet every week on Thursday for the payments that I need. I don't even look at it. I just literally write checks. That's it. That's, that's her responsibility. It's her responsibility to go into details, make sure that we're not overpaying anyone. And she's making sure that we're paying someone for something that has already been done. Because, you know, as much as those things are important and necessary for business, but that's not my strength. So there's either I can try to improve my weakness or I can try to work on my strength. I, I choose, I want to work on my strength rather than try to improve my weaknesses. You know, some people might disagree, but that's okay. You know, it's, you have to look at what works for you as an individual. Of course. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great pointers. So right. How did you find these godsends? I mean, did uh... Craigslist? Craigslist. <laughs> Look, but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You know, when when people try to find someone, they go for experience. Yeah. Experience is something that you can teach somebody. Yeah. You know, what we are doing in our business, we don't need any special education, right? Yeah. We don't need any college degree. We don't need any like really technical knowledge i mean i'm not talking about contractors right i'm talking about like the admin stuff of course so when i hired claudia you know i need like for number one thing is number one most important thing for me is the person should be honest yeah if they're honest they have good ethics then everything else can be taken care of that's right i can train somebody on how to do real estate investing but i cannot train somebody on how to be honest uh, be you a know, good person. Yeah. <laughs> be a good person. Like if, yeah. if they're, if they're like jerks, I cannot tell them, Hey, can you take this course and learn how to be a nice person? You know, <laughs> there's, there's, there's no training for that. I mean, even if there is, it's, it would never work. You cannot change, you know, or maybe you can, but I don't want to take on that challenge of changing someone, you know, from who they really are. Of course. I know who I am. I have to focus on my strength. So I want to find somebody who are ethical people, good, yeah. honest, hardworking. That's it. If I can find those people, everything else about real estate investing can be taught. Everything. Like Maria, she, you know, she has no uh, experience on acquisition. Like she didn't know how to talk to sellers, but yeah. it's okay. She has a good personality. Yeah. You know, she's, she's sympathetic. When she calls somebody, she understands that people are going through tough situations. She knows how to talk to those people. That's it. Like that's, that's what I want in an acquisition person. I don't want somebody, you know, come in like all dressed up, you know, trying to like be close, close, always be close. No, that's, that's not my personality. That's not the kind of people I want to work with. With Claudia, she's super detail oriented. That's good. Honest. I can, I can trust these people with any amount of money and go to sleep at night knowing that my money is safe with them. I can, I mean, these Claudia, Maria, Everybody that I'm working with, even my contractors, I can trust them to babysit my son. Yeah, and I you mentioned that, that in the past. Right. So with something like that, and then these are people I really enjoy working with. So again, I don't really, if they have experience, that's, that's a bonus. But 
we don't really look for somebody who has experience. And sometimes, to be honest, experience can be a bad thing because then they might be set in their ways. Hey, this is how we used to do in our previous company. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we have a different way of doing it. Like we're very, hey, this is your stuff. You're responsible for it. Nobody's going to be checking on you. We just want to make sure it's done. That's it. Yeah. It's done. You take care of it. And then we tell them upfront, like we hired a new property manager. We said, look, she has four daughters. I said, I don't want you to miss any single event, you know, for your kids. Go to every single one. There's nothing in our business that, that where I would tell you, oh, no, 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 you can't go. You have to meet yeah. the standard. No, there's nothing in our business going on. Whatever you have coming up, go. I want you to attend every single event that you have going on for your daughter, for your kids. Just make sure you are there every single one because I would be for my kid. Yeah. So, you know, they appreciate that. They know that, okay, you know. Boss. I like yeah. that. No, I mean, it's, it's something that I would, I would do for myself. Yeah. You know, it's something, it's plain and simple. I would do for myself. So why would I expect somebody else? You know, I mean, I, I take my son, um, you know, I have the luxury because I work from home. Um, you know, I'm not reporting to anybody other than my wife. So, you know, <laughs> I have the luxury of being able to spend a lot of time with my son. So I take him to his swim classes, you know, and then like other his music class or whatever that is. So I, I tell my, my team, look, I'm not going to be available for this time, but let's, if we have something, let's talk after, you know, I'm done. So they understand and I expect them to do the same thing. I'm not expecting them to work on the weekend. The only exception that we make it, if we have a seller who's only available to meet on weekends, that's it. That's the only exception that we make. And even then, if we can reschedule it during a weekday, we do that. But other than that, like, we encourage them to attend every single family event, whatever they have going on, make sure they're there, take care of it. Only when they're happy on their personal life, they can come in and do a good job in their professional life. Yeah. At least, at least that's how it works for me. So, yeah. 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 In my area uh, that I invest in, it, it's a small area. So I need to, I need to find another area that's a little bit. Bigger. What, what are you struggling with? Um, well, I mean, they don't, they don't have a Craigslist, I was going to say. So, oh, they don't? <laughs> no. So, they, so it's like it's hard to find the to, – to market and find the, the good workers um, one way or the other. You know what you should try, though? Like maybe try talking to people at local church. Yeah. Because then if, they are, if they're part of a local church or any other community, then you feel like you know, they're, they're invested in that community. Yeah. So they feel a sense of responsibility to the local community you know maybe put some bulletin boards or some notices in yeah. local uh, community meeting and you might be able to find someone no that's great i actually have one of my contractors is a, a youth pastor as okay. well so right. and, and he was referred to me he, he's great okay. right so yeah yeah no great. that's great man that's great yeah no i mean to be honest like i've, I've been fortunate in the business that i'm working with super awesome people so yeah. i think that makes excuse me that makes life a lot easier if i have a good group of people that i'm working i could have the best system in place but you know if i don't have the right people following those systems then everything falls apart so systems are important but you know they're not more important than the people yeah i like how you mentioned too uh just a moment ago that you rather have somebody with no experience because somebody with experience they might if you're trying to show them your new systems um they, they right. might not be able to, to get yep. to that. So exactly. they'll be stuck in their old ways. And, right. and as long as they have the good morals, like you said, uh, they are a good person in general. 
then you right. have all the systems to right. get them to follow like A, B. Exactly. So how can exactly. they fail? Exactly. Like, you know, we have uh, for my other business, uh, you know, for my uh, technology business. So we yeah. do a lot of direct mail for other investors. Yeah. Before I hired a full time virtual assistant, I literally built out a list of steps that he needs to follow. I gave him on day one. There's there's That's a no training. It's like, hey, take this. Literally just follow. It has very, very detailed instruction. Way to save the file. If you're sending an email, it has the template of the email to send out. So there's, it's, it's hard for somebody to screw up then if you have yeah. detailed systems in place. I right? love it. Yeah. yeah. So what, what does your future hold for you? Like what are some goals this year or, um, you know, like what, what do you see yourself in the next few years? Uh, with, more gray hair, with, with more gray hair. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, you're yeah. just getting gray hair. Maybe I mean you yeah. got a you got a little boy now. That's why. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I'm I'm super excited. He's 18 month old, so obviously you know I mean I, I make sure that spend more more time with him, especially at this age. Once he becomes a teenager, yeah, like he's living in his own world. He's yeah. a different person then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, spend as much time as possible with family. Uh, but in terms of professional goals, you know we we definitely want to keep scaling up our business. Uh, so I, I spend a lot of my time on the other business that I have, the technology business, because we're building out softwares and technology for other investors to come in and use. Basically, it, it's being built on what I'm doing in my business. And I have, you know, I have the, the awesome opportunity of we're doing a little bit of everything. We do wholesale. You know, we do marketing. Then we have leads coming in. We manage those leads. We buy those houses. Then we either sell them or we rent them out. So that. That's helping me build a really awesome, simple to use system. So that's, that's what I'm excited about. You know, I'm definitely grow that part of the business. We were, we're having beta users. We're going to start testing our system from next week or so. So I'm super excited to get their feedback. But, but on the flipping business, uh, like I was telling you, we're looking to grow into different markets. The systems that we have working for us in Indiana, now that we have gotten some deals under our belt, Again, it's just, it's just a matter of confidence, you know. When you first send out direct mail, you always have this concern, concern of, hey, why, you know, would they even return my call? Would they call me from my postcard, from my letter? But once you get a few calls, you start feeling confident, you know. It's sort of like a roller coaster, right? You have some really good weeks, you have some really bad weeks because yeah. you get some good weeks, you have calls coming in, you're getting properties under contract, buying them, selling them. And then you have weeks where you get no calls, nothing. You're like, what the hell happened, you know? But you got to just keep going through that. We've gone through a few weeks of up and down. You're like, okay, this is working. We have a good system going on. Now we're just taking that system, putting it in a different market. Just, you know, if it works in another market, then take it to more yeah. markets. It's a That's, proven system then. I love it. Exactly. I, I love how you're taking, you know, turning this technology into, into something powerful to be able to help out so many other people. Yeah. Um, so you definitely got to keep me in mind when you're ready to put that thing out there. So sure. I can pick it up uh, or I'll be a guinea pig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So uh, do you have any like goals as, as far as like a number, like a certain amount of houses that you want or? Um... Uh, I mean, eventually in the next five years, uh, we want to get to the point, I mean, I guess I'm going to be turning 40 in five years. So it's sort of like a nice landmark. But get to my business to a point where we're doing 1,000 houses a year. Um, 1,000 yeah. houses a year. Right. 
Okay. So by the time you're 40, you want to have that thousand houses a year. Correct. Yep. That's the, that's the goal. I love it. I love right. it so much. That is awesome. Okay. It's so inspiring. But, but, but not at the, but not at the expense of spending my time on it. You yeah. know, like I'm, I'm not going to trade my time for more houses. It's, yeah. It's it's only gonna work out if I'm able to work the same number of hours, just continue to grow my business. So of for course. that I have to have good system, which I feel confident that we have now. It's just a matter of finding the right people to put in different markets. Yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I highly encourage you. I want like I think it would be awesome if you could I'm sure your technology is really going to help people show them the systems. But I feel like your systems uh, so far of what you show me and you know the processes of everything. I know it can help so many people. So if you put out a course out there or something like I will be all for it. I will push that thing out there. Um, I, I think it would help tremendously. But what am I going to teach? Think about it. Like, tell, I mean, tell them just to, how to set up the systems. No, I mean, like, okay. Ask me like, what's the specific question? Like I know. everything that you've asked me is very clear cut. I mean, there is, yeah. You know, I mean, there are other coaches out there who are teaching yeah. these, but there is, I don't know. I never took a coaching class. Yep. Uh, not that I'm against any of these, you know, uh -huh. coaching people. I mean, I'm sure, you know, they're, they're doing really good for some people out there, but I don't know. I, there's, there's really nothing to learn. I mean, like the podcast that you're doing, that's fantastic. I mean, you're getting people who are, you know, who are action driven, you know, uh, you know, you're not, not, book again. <laughs> no, I'm just, but I'm just being honest. Like you need, yeah. You know, you could have the best systems in place, but if you're not taking action, it doesn't mean anything. You know, it, it, it doesn't. So, and it's not, it's not complicated. I, I need a copy of that book, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you said it, bro. If you're not taking action, right. you know, life isn't complicated. You just got to do it. You got you to gotta get out there and do it. So I've always well, been known of uh, somebody that kind of takes action and just jumps into something before I think too much about it. And, uh, it's been good and bad for me, but, um, there's, uh, in the book, I, I really list out like a bunch of things I do on a daily basis to, to help implement that and right. take action. So Look, cool. at the end of the day, you know, I, I read a lot of, you know, stories about people who are towards the end of their life. Yep. Nobody, nobody has a regret about doing something, you know, taking a risk, but everybody has a regret about not pushing their limit. Yeah. No, you know, yeah, you don't want to look back and have yeah, that. Regret. Never, never, never. I mean, I would much, much rather be in a situation. I've, I've had failed businesses. Look, I, I've started businesses in Africa that I failed on, but that yeah. I would much rather be in a situation where, okay, I tried it, cut it out of my system, move on. I yeah. never want to have, you know, this in my head, man, I wish I tried that. Never, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Well, um, how could, how could we give back to you? How could you get back? You could start by giving me a book, a copy of the book. That's one okay. way you can get started. No, I'd love to, I'd love to check it out. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'll, uh, after this, uh, right. send me your, send me, uh, an address and I'll send okay. it. To you. Okay. No, I'll, I'll order it from Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want to really check it out. Okay. No, but in terms of, I mean, if, if people have any questions, you know, they can reach me out on, uh, Facebook or LinkedIn, you know, okay. Very Google, cool. yeah, search my name, Sharad Mehta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll put, I'll put your information in uh, yeah. show notes as well. And uh, this podcast will be out in a couple weeks for you, but 
cool. cool. Well, um, cool. Thank you so much, brother. I, I truly appreciate it. You have like tremendous knowledge and everything that you've done in your business in the short period of time with your huge goals ahead of you. I mean, it's just highly, highly inspiring and encouraging. So I no, thank you so much for having me, man. I really, really appreciate it. You're an awesome, awesome guy. I'm not saying this because you're paying me, even though you're paying me a little bit, <laughs> a couple of plugs for the book. No, but I mean it. Like, awesome guy. And I, I love, love, you know, being around like-minded driven people, you know, right. if you can do that, that's, that just makes a world of difference. Yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. Cool. So thank you guys all so much for joining. I do appreciate it. If you guys could do me a favor, um, share this, send this out to everybody that needs to, you know, focus on their systems within their business of real estate investing and take their business to the next level. Uh, you can always reach me at Brandon Elliott .com, uh, or Brandon Elliott, anything on social media, you'll find me, uh, till next time guys. Thank you so much. Shrav, once again, you're the man brother. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks, man. God bless, guys. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit brandonelliottinvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.